have this whole other side of then when you start paying people or you're receiving payments, we have another 1099 that we have to talk about because you and I are talking about this 1099 neck is the new one that as a small business owner, you're going to give to someone who helps you or vice versa. You'll get them if you were doing some contracting for someone else. But then we have this whole 1099K. And I think people are starting to get confused about that one. There, there has been so much stress about it. Like, you know, people are like, okay, well, I'm selling some things on eBay and it's my personal stuff and I just want to get rid of it. And I made more than $600. Now I'm going to get this 1099K, but it's really not a small business. And now I'm getting a 1099K and I'm not a business owner. And so I kind of wanted to also discuss that one and just break it down with you on how that one differs from the first 1099 we talked about. Yeah. So the 1099K, that's like your payment platforms, correct? Yeah. I think that there's a lot of confusion about the 1099K and we can really roll back to where the confusion really started was a couple of years ago when um, Joe Biden rolled out the American Rescue Plan. There was a provision inside of it where basically it stated that payment processing apps, third-party payment processing apps and online selling platforms and all of these companies like credit card companies or Etsy online marketplaces, they were having to issue to the IRS a information form, the 1099K, saying that um, they had pay- that there had been transactions within their platform, within their payment platform or online marketplace for individuals or businesses where they were $20,000 of income and 200 transactions these payment platforms and marketplaces were required to tell the IRS about this individual or business. Well, we go to the American Rescue Plan and the Biden administration um, proposed that they make the threshold of reporting to be $600 of money moving from a payment app to an individual or a business. So this has been a really big deal because You know, when you are running a small business and you have 200 transactions and $20,000, that's a large jump than you have had $600 go through an online marketplace. So we have these people on eBay who maybe have sold some personal items, but they've made more than $600 and they're saying, this isn't a business. I just wanted to get rid of some of my stuff and now I'm going to get a 1099K? Well, I'm not a business owner. And so- There was a lot of fear around it. I had a lot of people come to me saying, I don't even want to use Venmo. I don't want to use Cash App. I don't want my friend to give me money for, you know, I help her pay for part of her cell phone bill because I'm going to get a 1099K for the money that she gave me. And um, yeah, I don't know if you had kind of heard about this, Kristen. What did you think about that when that was the first? It's kind of changed since then, but did you hear about that? Well, yeah. So $600, first of all, from 20,000 to 600, that's a huge jump. And there's a lot of people that I know like sell clothes on like Poshmark and things of that nature. If you're selling something high end on Poshmark, you might sell one or two items worth $600. And it's just stuff you've worn, you know, your own personal, personal things, personal expenses, if you will, that, you know, maybe I'm selling a pair of jeans or a really nice dress that's expensive and somebody buys it and now I'm going to get a 1099 from it. It was mine. It wasn't, it's not a store. There's no intent 
to have a business, is there any way out of something like that? Or are you really stuck now with that $600 depth there? So when it was the $600 threshold, all I could think about was how can I help um, my clients find all of the expenses that they need to just wipe this out, even if it's not, you know, a small business. And all of the tax practitioners were scrambling because this new threshold, they estimated that there were going to be 44 million 1099Ks sent out to Americans. So the IRS started to kind of take everybody, you know, the AICPA stepped in and they wanted to talk about it more. You know, they wanted to kind of say, this is crazy. All of the tax practitioners, you know, the stakeholders came in and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't just stressing out the average American. This is stressing us out because what are we supposed to do on our side? And so the IRS, um, the IRS decided that they were going to delay for 2023 they made this decision, I want to say in October, and it was there was a huge sigh of relief. So for tax year 2023, which is the current and relevant tax year, no one needs to be worried about getting a 1099K if they sold or if they had a transaction that was $600 or more, luckily. But they are saying that for 2024, they are going to make the threshold $5,000. So they're kind of like, want to roll it in slow. And then in 2025, they want to go back to $600. So putting it in a nutshell, if you just sold some stuff in 2023, I did, I sold some of my stuff on eBay. I got rid of it. I was like, great, I'm going to get a 1099k for that. I won't. I was well under the $20,000 and 200 transaction threshold. In 2024, if you're going to be doing it, you kind of need to be, you know, conscious of are you having transactions over $5,000, but you still could. You could be having personal Venmos and I don't quite know how they're going to figure it out, how they how the IRS is going to be able to decipher personal Venmo transactions from, you know, business ones. It it really is still to me I don't see a clear way of how they're going to get it done. So I would just say, you know, don't be too concerned. And if you get a 1099K and you've got $20,000 of um, income and 200 transactions, you're probably going to be prepared for that. You know, you're in business, you're doing a lot. It's fine. We deal with it. I see them all the time. It's not a big deal. And for everybody else that it was going to affect, I would say just kind of be aware that it's a thing. And let's just wait and see what else they, what other updates they roll out this year as we head into 2024. These are all really good points. So this actually hits on the like the PayPal, the Venmo, the Cash App, all those different applications where you're receiving money too. People have been panicking about and they made they were supposed to be making that threshold six hundred dollars, but I think they kept it at the twenty K for twenty twenty three. But it's gonna change for twenty twenty four. But you're right. I have no idea how they're gonna be able to track that when people are using these. You have personal and you have business. The best recommendation I could say is don't use these apps for business expenses if you know there's gonna be some kind of kind of a question there. It, it's I think people might even start using cash a little bit more. It's a safer way to do it as opposed to Vemoing your friend for pizza. If you have pizza once a week and it starts to add up, I mean, you never know. It could add up to six hundred bucks. So if that's gonna be the threshold for twenty twenty four, your pizza's gonna start <laughs> costing you at ten ninety nine. 
Yeah. And I agree with you in terms of if you are a business owner, I always try to steer my business owners away from Venmo and PayPal payments also because it really, really makes the accounting a mess. You know, Venmo and PayPal is this kind of middleman. It still has to pull from a bank account. It still has to go to somewhere else, vice versa. Just for business accounting, these platforms aren't great. But there's also, you know, on that personal side, I feel like their Venmo or whoever it is, it also their opinion is important because of what you just said. People are going to be afraid to use them. They're going to be like, I don't want to Venmo you the money. I don't want a 1099K. And so I do think that um, taxpayers have that on their side, the fact that, We do have the power if we combine together in numbers and if we're like, well, we're not going to use your platform anymore because there's no safe way to do it. They either have to figure out how to, you know, Venmo does have a business. You can set up a business account through Venmo and then have your personal account. But I don't love it. I have clients who use it. And again, the accounting is hard. The access is hard. They don't have really good access to like monthly statements on Venmo. You can't even get into the business Venmo on the computer. So as an accountant, I can't go into a business Venmo account and, you know, pull the statements in this nice way. It's still, I have to pull it. I have to go into the taxpayer's personal account and then click on the, it's just, it's not clean and they need to figure it out on their end, especially if this is going to be the rollout, even $5,000 is low. So PayPal's a little better, you know, they've got a little bit better of a structure, but just in general, I think if you own a business, just don't use the, just don't use those. Just try not to use Zelle or PayPal or Venmo and try to, you know, find different ways of invoicing and billing your clients and your contractors, making yeah. payments and taking payments. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's not something that I want to mess around with going forward. So I think after 2023, I'm going to be not using those so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we'll have to see what happens. But I am really glad that we talked about it a little bit because I do feel like people are still really confused and they're still kind of wondering what kind of form are they going to get? And I think it's important that when you do get these forms from you know, issued to you and it's a 1099 or it's a 1099K that you kind of know what it is, but also just like take a deep breath when you get one and go into solution mode rather than problem mode. I know you're not, you might not be a tax guru, but you definitely have the power to look at what the form is, kind of figure out what it is. And then there's always the tax gurus already know what it is. And we've come up with solutions. We know what they are. So they are out there. They exist. There's no reason to worry. You just need to try to find someone to help you with it or do the research and and find out what you have in front of you. It's okay. Either way, it's okay. And even if you got a 1099K and it was for personal transactions, guess what? We were already working on ways of how to report that to the IRS to say, hey, yeah, we're going to put this on this person's tax return, but we're going to immediately take it off because we're going to tell you that this was a personal thing. So it's not ideal, but there's definitely situations out there. It's not like you just get the form and then that's it. You're confined to what it says and you can't do anything about it. Giving a little extra work to your tax professional. <laughs> Lots of extra work. That's why they argued so much. <laughs> yeah. I can see sure. why why the, why the AICPA went after them a little bit, but it makes a lot of sense and it's a lot of extra work for you guys. I don't envy you. <laughs> 
Yeah, I still don't understand why it went so incredibly low. To me personally, it feels kind of like they're picking on, you know, middle class Americans. I personally and, you know, I could be wrong. I could be getting a lot of, you know, pushback in the comments. I would actually love to hear why anybody who thinks that doing this, making this a $600 threshold, you know, is a good idea. I would love to hear a different perspective because personally, I feel like that's pretty nitpicky. You know, that's pretty low. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I I agree. But I would wonder if the reason for it has to do with the fact that they're calling it a 1099. Maybe they should have called it something else. But the 1099 basis is $600 under normal circumstances. So that would be my thought. It doesn't really work here when you're talking about your Venmos and Cash Apps and PayPals and, you know, selling stuff on Poshmark and Etsy. It might not really work well there. So maybe they should have just called it something else so you can remove that $600 basis from it. Yeah, I agree. It's adding a lot of confusion. People really just yeah. don't. So I'm glad we broke down the different 1099s because you're right. The first one we talked about, there's a 600 threshold and you mm -hmm. need to report that you paid someone that much money. And then they, you're right. They probably did just try to make it the same, but it's not the mm -hmm. same. It's just not yeah. that cut and dry. There's way too many. There's just way too many technology has taken over and you just can't yeah. package it like that unless they've really got it figured out. So we'll see what happens this year. Yeah. Somebody at the IRS, uh, didn't do their homework when they were writing out that regulation. But that's all we have yeah. for you on 1099. If you guys have any questions that you want us to clarify a little bit more, leave comments below and we will definitely check them out and get back to you. We'll see you guys next time.